in First Peter chapter 5, 7, verse 11. Let me read it. It says, cast all your anxiety on him because he cares for you. Be alert and of sober mind. Your enemy, the devil, prowls around like a roaring lion looking for someone to devour. Resist him, standing firm in the faith, because you know that the family of believers throughout the world is undergoing the same kind of sufferings. And the God of all grace, who called you to his eternal glory in Christ, after you have suffered a little while, someone say that, a little while, while. will himself restore you and make you strong, firm, and steadfast. To him be the power forever and ever. Amen. Amen. Lord, we just thank you. I thank you because you are here in this place. I just ask that you use me to speak to all of us and to give us a word. Let your Holy Spirit um, just, be, just, just communicate to each and every one of us and that this word would be enough, that, that your word would show us how you want us to react and act in this time in this day. Thank you, Jesus, and we pray this in your name. Amen. Amen. Okay, so I, I kind of want to talk from that subject, or from the subject, loud but little. Loud but little. So hopefully this gives um, each and every one of us kind of this anthem to live by for the next seven days. Or until Thanksgiving, until things get a little crazy on with your family then. But um, so it's loud. Things are loud, but they're little. It's it's kind of like me. Me and Kenzie were talking last night, and I was like, I'm kind of I'm just tired of talking about everything. I'm tired of having these restrictions. I'm tired of, especially like in church, right? Like for so long we weren't being probably following the right protocol, right? But I think it's, it's responsible for us to, to now take the, the appropriate measures to, to follow the guidelines. But I was just telling her, I'm like, I think God's just looking down and he's like, you guys are just freaking out over nothing. <laughs> right? It's like, and, and, because he sees the big picture, Right? And everything right now, is, it's, it's really loud, the, the noise. It's like we can be fluttered, we can, and we hear everything now with our phones and media. But it's little. It's little in the eyes of God. And so I want to talk about that today. And, um, and I also want to, so go with me. So I was thinking about this. Lord, when is this going to end? And, I, and then I... I started to think about road trips. So have you, have you ever thought about um, or been on a trip, a long trip, maybe in a car? Like for me, I think about me and my wife and now our two kids, getting the kids, packing them up, and then t- driving like five hours. So the last long trip we had, we went to Olympia. And it was like, your traveling is a lot different when you're a parent than when you're a kid. Like, I remember traveling to Mexico when I was a kid, and that's a long way from Washington, and I just remember thinking, we are never going to get there. And yeah, it's true, that's a long way. But then I'm like, 
coming back from Tennessee, driving to Washington, I'm like hyped up. I'm like, let's go. Let's get in the car. I got my playlist. I got my, you know, all the different um, sermons I'm going to listen to or like all these different things I'm, I'm going to do while I'm driving. It's like I have this whole agenda as a parent, right, as an adult. But as a kid, I'm like, I'm just dreading it. And so th- this brought me this. Th- like, I, started, I began to think about this when thinking about, like, God, am I ever going to get there? And you always hear this. What, what's the one thing you hear when, when you're on a trip from a, from a kid? Are we there yet? And, <laughs> and, and so in so many ways, I, I, I feel like the faith journey is the same way. It's, are we there yet? It's, I feel like everything around, I, I, you, you begin to feel crammed, right? You begin to feel this pressure. You begin to feel like, I've been going too long. When am I going to arrive? And so this scripture, and, and as we look at it, it says, resist him, standing firm in the faith, because you know that the family of believers throughout the world, so everyone's going through the same suffering. And the God of all grace who called you to his eternal glory in Christ after you have suffered a little while will himself restore you and make you strong. A little while. Someone say that again. A little while. So, here's what I know today for sure. I don't know in what context, but I know that each and every one of us are waiting for something. Right? Maybe, maybe, maybe you're waiting on a, I don't know, someone to call back about a job. Maybe you're waiting to go back to school. Maybe you're waiting... Um, to, on a relationship. Maybe you're, try, you're waiting on the day to restore a relationship with a family member. I don't know what you're waiting for, but we're all waiting on something. And what the Lord was trying to tell me is like, what's true about the faith journey, what's, what's true about Jesus is and what he's trying to, sh- to show us is, can you learn to rule your spirit while you're waiting? Can you learn to rule your spirit until you arrive at the destination? Whatever that is, right? And so that's personal, but also for us as a, as a, as a body of believers, as members of this church or as people who come here, as, as, as the church body in general... We're just waiting so, so that we can just get rid of this, right? We're waiting so that we can get over the hump. And what's interesting is God's not surprised at what's happening. And he also created us for such a time as this. And so while we're waiting, can we learn to rule our spirit? And let me just challenge us, maybe while we're waiting... We can actually grow. 
we can actually become and grow into something and maybe see a new side of him, of the Lord that maybe we've never seen, get deeper into our relationship with him. So I would just challenge you, while we're waiting, can we, can we learn to rule our spirit? His response, the Lord's response over and over is a little while, a little while longer. First Peter 5.10, like I said, you're, is basically saying our suffering compared to eternity is a little while. So stick it out. Endure. Don't quit. Stick with it. Wherever that's at for you, we need to continue. And trust me, I'm speaking to me more than anyone. Kenzie knows this week was just, it was just tough. It was first, like I felt good. We had one of our friends that here last week. It was amazing. But the enemy was just attacking with all this different stuff. And I felt just like, and the Lord began to tell me, endure, stick with it. It'll just be a little while. Okay, but if you're like me, that's good. Yeah, amen, whatever. Okay, that's just, he's saying that in Peter, but I, I need more answers. Like, how long is a little while? <laughs> right? So maybe you're thinking that too. Well, okay, we got some more, we got some answers. And <laughs> so God operates on a totally different timetable than us. We know that, right? We've talked about that. He doesn't, he, he, the way he um, interprets time is not like us. He exists outside of time. The way he tells time, the way he knows time is not the way me and you know time. And God is never late. He's never, he, 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 he's not early. God is only every time, all the time, on time. Amen. All the time. He is on time. So, Second Peter, we just go along, right along, this, to this next, um, Peter's second letter. Chapter 3, verse 8 says, Do not forget this one thing, dear friends. With the Lord, a day is like a thousand years. And a thousand years are like a day. The Lord is not slow in keeping his promise, as some understand slowness. Instead, he is patient with you, not wanting anyone to perish, but everyone to come to repentance. So the, a day is like a thousand years. Time is irrelevant to God. He exists outside of time. And I'm just like, this was good for me to hear because I'm like, God, I'm, can you just stop all this? Can we just go and be with you? Like, come on, we, we've been going, like, this world is, like, it crazy. Like, come on, we've been doing this for 2,000 years. Like, we've been suffering, I guess, right? And, and then God's like, no, it's 2,000 years? No, it's been like two days. Is that what he's saying? So it's, and, I, and as we read this, it's like, and I love it because he, is he waiting to, is he waiting to rescue us? The scripture doesn't say he's waiting to rescue us. 
He's waiting to judge us. He, he doesn't want to lose one. His grace is inexhaustible. He's like, I want, what, what does it say? He says, I don't want anyone to perish. So when we get tired and we're thinking like, even in that sense, it's like, there's still someone who needs to hear his word. And so I wouldn't give, it's just this, I know it's just this little section in, in 1 Peter and talking about suffering and in a little while, like it'll be good. And I wouldn't give it as much emphasis, right? You never want to do that. Just take one scripture and, and, and just make your, your whole case on it. But you interpret the Bible with the Bible. And so I was, I was also reading and... Um, there's other places in the Bible where he, he uses this language and he's talking. And actually, Jesus is talking now. So now we're thinking, now this is important to listen to when Jesus is talking. And so we see him use the same kind of language um, in John, in John chapter 16. So John chapter 16, he's talking to his disciples, and he says... In a little while, you will see me no more. And then after a little while, you will see me. We can't make this up. Some of his disciples said to one another, what does he mean by saying, in a little while, you will see me no more. And then after a little while, you will see me. And because I'm going to the Father. Okay, so they're confused. They kept asking what does he mean by a little while? We don't understand what he is saying. Jesus saw that they wanted to ask him about this, so he said to them, Are you asking one another what I meant when I said, In a little while you'll see me no more, and then after a little while you will see me? I tell you the truth, you will weep and mourn while the world rejoices. You will grieve, but your grief will turn to joy. So this is a two, it's, a, it's a two-fold answer what Jesus is saying, right? Because we all know shortly after this, what does he do? He goes on, on the cross, he dies, and he, raise, he, he raises up from the dead. And so, but also, he would also ascend to the Father and then return. But this wording is so interesting when Jesus is saying, in a little while, I'll go, and then in a little while, I'm going to come back. And it just goes to show he sees 2,000 years as a little while. And right now, we are in the little while. It's so funny because, like, Jesus, he is, I love when he's asked a question too. He answers it with a story. Like that old, you know, that wise, that, you know, that uncle or grandpa or dad or whatever. Like you ask him a question. Hey, what do you, you know, what do you think about that? Well, let me tell you a story. <laughs> so Jesus goes on. And we keep reading in John chapter 16. And he tells a story. Um, and he uses a metaphor to kind of explain this. And this metaphor is, it, it, he uses, he talks about, he compares it to a woman giving birth, a woman in labor. Now, I just want to give a shout out to all the women who've ever had a baby because <laughs> before I, like, you know, you, if, if, 
if you're not in that room, you don't understand. You see the labor, but it's like, you women are the real heroes. And so men, like, we, like when, when we say, yeah, we had a baby, nope. She had a baby. We, we stood there and cheered them on at best. So, um, so, yeah, so Jesus goes into a story when they, ask, when they ask him a question, and he uses this metaphor and explains, he's trying to explain them the pain and the endurance they will need. It says, a woman giving birth to a child has pain because her time has come. But when her baby is born, she forgets the anguish because of her joy that a child is born into the world. So with you, now is your time of grief, but I will see you again, and you will rejoice, and no one will take away your joy. Amen. Amen. Come on. That is, that's good right there. So maybe, and so then now I'm like, okay, I've seen, I've seen what labor is like. I've seen the process of the baby being grown in, in a woman, and it's not easy. And up to that final moment, sometimes you even hear, if you've been there, like, why, why did we do this? This is, I can't do it. It's like, what is going on? But the joy. Go and ask a mother what joy it is when she's holding that baby. I don't remember. They don't remember. Why do you think we do, they do it again? Because the joy, it just outweighs the endurance, the pain, everything of labor. How many of you know? A lot of us, I believe, in this room this morning are laboring. We are going through it. And when is it going to end? And what's our answer? A little while? It's going to end in a little while? And the Lord is just, he, he wants to tell us this morning, keep breathing, keep pushing, because the joy that I have set before you is going to outweigh what you're going through. So keep breathing, keep pushing, because there is something that the Lord has for us. I believe that for you, and take a hold of that for yourself this morning. I receive that. Take a hold of that. He has something for us as a church body, as a community, as a nation. We're, we are laboring. Yes, it's tough. But guess what? There, there is something that the Lord has for us. And so the prize on the other side will be much greater than the pain, adversity, and struggle. I'll read that again. I wrote it down. The prize on the other side will be so much greater than the pain, adversity, and struggle. Do you believe that? We receive that together, all of us. And so, I, 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 I want us to... I want us to receive that. And then what's, I, Kyler, I put up a, uh, in Romans. Can you put up that scripture? 
Romans 8.18 says, I consider that our present sufferings are not worth comparing with the glory that will be revealed in us. If you feel like you're suffering, if you feel like you're going through it, if you feel like you, maybe you can't get over this point in your life, um, it's like you, you, you want to get closer to God. You want to get into this intimate relationship with Him because we've been talking about, you know, getting into the secret place and like meeting God. And maybe you can't even get into that. But I honestly feel like there's breakthrough. There's breakthrough for us. And, and maybe even in that way, you've been laboring and like feel like this is tough. It's hard. I can't seem to get past my addiction. I can't seem to get past my anxiety. I can't seem to stop worrying. I can't seem to see the, 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 the good instead of like the bad. I'm you, just constantly negative instead of positive. Or maybe you think the world's out to get you and you can't stop. I just want to say that this morning the Lord's saying, Rest assured, like, I got you. I got you. And it's just a little while compared to the eternal eternity, compared to eternity and what he has in store for us. And so things may be loud, but they're little 